Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 28 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Well, how can you possibly start a new beginning and keep the old one going? On this episode of Reinventure Me, we're going to share some principles to pivot in place. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello, and welcome to episode number 28 of the Reinventure Me podcast. I am Larry Gates. And I am Armin Asadi. And we are your co-hosts for this show about what's next in life. That's right. And Armin, I just uh, want to uh, celebrate your accomplishment this it's week. It's a huge accomplishment. It is a huge accomplishment. It, 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 you inspired me. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, what are we talking about? <laughs> Last week, we gave Armin a little bit of a challenge yes, to a do challenge. something on Twitter. It's more you got everybody gave me crap nonstop <laughs> for the entire week. <laughs> you did get roughed up a bit. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm, I am proud to have Armin as a Twitter follower now. <laughs> as of today. <laughs> as of today. And I think he felt the pressure of this upcoming podcast to uh, jump onto Twitter. Achievement made, though. Achievement, Achieve- yes. See? <laughs> Any step that you can make here, high five <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so now he's following me on Twitter. Right. He has a picture there not a goose egg yes that's right <laughs> i'm going to download the app on my phone so for those of you who are on twitter follow armin that will just encourage him to continue <laughs> on he's armin asadi a-r-m-i-n-a-s-s-a-d-i armin asadi on twitter and he'll love you for it and <laughs> i will i'll actually start following people now he'll follow him back well that's that's great. Well, see, even even Armin can have a new great beginning on Twitter <laughs> and social media. <laughs> and social media, what a great beginning. <laughs> well, we all we want to thank you for being part of this episode. This is the show where we talk about what's next in life, and uh, on this show, we want to specifically address something about finding your next great beginning and embarking on it, even while you're trying to maintain life in the old beginning. That it's a challenge for for many of us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we had. A, Quite a bit of feedback from our listeners over our episode number 26, which yeah. was, do your many interests hinder your next great beginning? And a lot of people yeah. could identify what was going on. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I think we got the most feedback from that episode out of all of them. Yeah, not only online uh, that was public, but I've got a lot of emails from people privately that yeah. were saying, thank you. That was It was good to hear that I'm not alone in right. trying to think through some of this stuff. And that's really what we're here to do and try to encourage and inspire you through all of the challenges that we've even tried to figure out for ourselves you know <laughs> we're still trying to <laughs> and still out. trying to figure out but there was one comment from a listener michael swenson why don't you read that or yeah i really like this he said thanks for the thoughtful discussion on the challenge of many interests it is encouraging to hear others struggling with some of the same challenges and the acceptance of one's own path some discussions in the startup tech world have brought up the metaphor of t-shaped employee By this, they mean fairly deep expertise in one narrow area combined with broad knowledge at a very fairly 
at a fairly shallow depth. My own variation on this is striving for an H shape, which I articulate as striving to spend enough time in two domains that one can be considered accomplished or even expert at both, and then looking for the horizontal integration elements that enable you to connect domains that people don't typically think of connecting. Yeah, I think uh, that's a pretty insightful way to think about it. The yeah. T-shape being the horizontal axis being the broad and right. picking a vertical. A lot of people are eyes. Mm-hmm. They only have a vertical. Right. A lot of people are dashes or hyphens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they only have a horizontal. Yep. And he's saying, you know, you can pick a you can pick a vertical within a horizontal mm-hmm. or in his case, trying to pick a couple of verticals yeah. where he gets a little deeper in and then looking at the intersection between them. So it's kind of an interesting way to look That's at it. That's how I see you. I see more of the H shape. When I, when I read that, I, I, I right away thought of you. I'm like, is he T or H? I'm like, oh, no, you're H. You're H guy. <laughs> I might be W. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I don't know which way I'm going. It might be an M or a W Sorry. or maybe an X. You know, who knows? You're not an I. That's good. I'm, I'm definitely not an eye. <laughs> there are times when I feel like I'm a semicolon. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. But we did we did also receive a number of private emails just thanking us, as I said, for the vulnerability. And we hope that we express that, that some of these things are not easy, especially as you're trying to figure out how to integrate that stuff. It can be a lifetime of trying to integrate many interests. Today's topic, we want to dive a little bit deeper. It's kind of an extension of that in many ways because... Mm-hmm. The challenge we want to try to address and maybe inspire you in is if you're feeling like, yeah, I'm all over getting this great new beginning and I might even know what it is, but I have so much coming at me at my life right now, I can't possibly see how to even take a next step to a a next great beginning. It seems like it's impossible to do so. Mm -hmm. You had some of those challenges? I I think I live in those challenges. (laughs) It's a... I'm surrounded by so many people that are trying to achieve so much at, in such a quick amount of time that I think I live in that world of challenge in a constant state of, or on a day, day-to-day basis, I should say, I guess. Yeah, and I think for me, it's a matter of, of being committed to this idea that we can create a new beginning. And at the same time, you have to have some stability in what you're currently doing. You can't right. just throw everything out. Right. There are times when you have to figure out how what I call pivoting in place. You mm-hmm. need to make a turn but you can't take up too much space to do it because you don't have a lot of resources to make the turn. Right. So how do you pivot in place? Right. That's the key question. So before we dive into today's episode, Armin, we could probably use a dose of inspiration. All right, perfect. So today's Inspire Me quote is by Marie Curie. She's a chemist and physicist. Uh, She's the first woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, She won it twice, it looks like, once in 1903 and then another time in 1911. She discovered radium, polonium, and she invented the word radioactive. Pretty impressive. There's a song by that name, isn't there? Radioactive. Yeah, I can't believe you know that song. Hey, I've got teenagers. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel old now. All right, and her quote oh, is... tell me about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I think we're going to mute this segment. <laughs> All right, so the quote is, Life is not easy for any of us, but what of that? We must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and that this thing must be attained. Mm. I mean, that's authority. (laughs) There is authority in that. I'm telling you, that's, that's just marching orders right there. That's right. I mean, think about the time she's living into. I mean, I mean, this is, this is 
I, I, could women even vote yet at that time? No, I don't think so. I think that was early in the, before women could vote, she was winning Nobel Prizes. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, the, the, I mean, the amount of, uh, I don't know, will, the power, the strength, the ability to just cut through so much crap and how much people limit you in that era to say, I will not accept that and I will accept only what I see myself being able to do and just breaking through all of that and becoming a two-time Nobel uh, Prize winner, that's that's impressive. That's inspirational for me. Yeah, she accomplished quite a lot, even in today's metrics. Yeah. But back then, she was even further handicapped, I think, as you're pointing out. And that, I mean, she's definitely qualified to make that statement. Above all, confidence in ourselves, we must believe that we're gifted for something and that thing must be attained. Yeah, like your life depends on it. Your life depends on it. I love that. Well, I think it's a fitting inspire me quote for this segment because in many ways, you won't get to your next great beginning if you're landlocked into your current beginning, (laughs) if you want to call it a current beginning, into your current situation. It can feel like a cul-de-sac or for some people, it feels like your prison. Right. You know, you may be working really, really hard and just barely able to make it through the day, and then it feels like you've got to get up and go do that again. But the the key is, if you're going to create a new beginning, you have to learn some principles about pivoting in place. And for many people, this is ground zero. This is where it starts. This is the thing that I've got to do. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people who have just tremendous ideas that they believe they're going to do when their kids leave home Mm -hmm. or they'll do when they pay off their mortgage or their last piece of debt or whatever their dream is deferred and the question is does it have to be does it have to be tied to a resource right i was going to answer that but i'll let the episode talk about that (laughs) right ahead (laughs) well obviously i would say no but um, it really depends on the situation, and that's what that's what I really enjoy about what we're about to talk about. And I think it helps. Well, it will help somebody like me to know how and if it's possible. Well, I want to talk about five principles that you need to keep in mind if you're in a situation, or even whatever situation you're in. It doesn't matter if you feel stuck. You might feel like you're empowered into your next great beginning, and you've got an opportunity to do so. I was on the phone today with a guy who has a wonderful blessing. He has. He has a job that he doesn't have to work all that hard at, mm. you know, so he's got a lot of disposable time. Right. Now you can view that as a curse and that I'm stuck in this job that, you know, is kind of boring. Complacent. It's, it's not quite using all my skills. Right. Or you can say, Hey, that's a working sabbatical. Yeah. That's a gift that allows you to think about your next great beginning and empowers you to do mm-hmm. so. So that's what we want to talk about today. There's some principles for pivoting in place, even whatever situation you're in, you can embrace your next beginning. And the first one is simply this. Get over this idea that you're lacking resources. Oh, gosh, yeah. You're not. Nope. About the only thing you might be lacking is creativity in using the resources that you do have. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize I may be saying this, and you might be saying I don't have two nickels to rub together. Yeah. But you have people. Thank you. You have capability. That's right. And there are plenty of stories mm-hmm. of people who have done things with far less than what you have. Exactly. I think people is the number one thing I always jump to. Mm-hmm. People is the greatest resource you have. Mm-hmm. People can turn 
it, if somebody you know has finances and your idea is good enough, they can back it. Any resource that you're looking for, a person that you know or have yet to meet could be exactly the resource you're looking for. I exactly. think people are the greatest resource that anybody has available to them. You're never without resource unless you don't have people in your life. Yeah, you isolate yourself from that and your own fear that maybe you don't have what it takes to get that next great beginning off the ground. And you isolate yourself from the very resources that might be able to help you. Right, which is usually fear of rejection or fear that your value is limited and both mm, not really necessary. Yeah. Now, both this idea of time or money, you know, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. You hear about that. Yep. You know, I'm sorry. I'd love to do that, but I just don't have enough time. Uh, Or money. Right. You know, it's going to take a fair amount of money to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We start to calculate what we think the end objective looks like. Right. As opposed to just saying, what's the next thing I can do? Because mm-hmm. the next thing doesn't usually cost all that much. Sure. It may not even take that much time. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to do the next thing unless we can map out everything. Right. And that's just an excuse. Yep. You said it. it is, it's an excuse. It's a good excuse, though. Now, I want to have us think about this from a spiritual perspective. For a okay. Minute, all right. Because in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was it before he created it? Nothing. It was formless and void. Right. Says, all right. Yep. Now, if we're made in his image, right, mm-hmm. ought we not to also create as well in the same way that he did? Yeah. You know, so I mean, not that I can sit here and say in my hand, I now have substance where there wasn't substance. I'm right. not saying we are God. Right. But we ought to apply our creativity in a way that says, I don't have to purchase something in order to make it into being, mm-hmm. you know, because that's not creativity. That's a transaction. Right. And he's a creator, not a transactor. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't buy us. Right. You know, I love that. Yeah. You know, he, he created us. That's right. And when we look at our next great beginning, if we're saying, oh, we can't do that because I can't afford it, can't afford the time, can't afford the money, whatever, mm-hmm. we're not wanting to work for our next beginning in a creative way. We're wanting to buy it. Right. And it becomes right a non-transaction. Right on. So you're not lacking resources. That's mm-hmm. the first principle we have to get yep. squared away. I think it's probably the most important. And it's one of the things that you kind of remind, remind yourself every day. I have to remind myself that too. When it feels like I can't get all the stuff that I want to get done, yep. and I think I'm lacking time and I'm lacking the, the resources I might to hire people to do all the stuff, mm-hmm. I realize God has gifted me with all the resources I need today to be fully obedient to him. You know, if I needed to be more obedient to him in some way that required something of me more than I have, he would give it to me. That's right. And he would entrust it to me. Yep. But I, what I have is what he wants me to work with. Mm. And and that includes the the people resources that we have. It yep. includes the financial resources, the time resources, our energy, our gifting. All those things are resources that God gives us. So we're not lacking anything. Right. It may feel that way, and that's maybe what keeps you from doing your next great beginning. But if we can get through our head that first principle, you're not lacking resources, mm-hmm. it's a good way to get out of that idea of being stuck in the cul-de-sac. Yep, you're never stuck. You're never stuck. <laughs> Second principle is this. While the end may inspire you, it's the next step that gets you closer. Amen. You know, we, we might think, wow, I really can envision myself being a a public speaker, an author, or whatever your imagination might be. Uh, you're a venture investor, you had right. mentioned in one of your episodes. Yeah. I can imagine myself doing that, and you can see yourself 
advising companies and sitting on boards and making right. investments and losing all of it in a bank. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> a bad transaction. <laughs> you probably don't imagine that. Part. Nope. I don't want to. <laughs> so that all may inspire you, right? Mm -hmm. But the next step is what it takes to get you there. Right. And that's all you have to do. So it's easy to get mesmerized by the ending. And then we get overwhelmed by it because mm -hmm. it looks so daunting, mm -hmm. especially when we look at role models. Yep. You know, you look at the person who's the great public speaker that's just like you want to be, right. you know, or that venture investor or whatever it is right. that you just want to be like them. You want to be that performer. You want to be whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go, I can't get from here to there. I can't see how to do that because of that would take me throwing away everything and rewinding 20 years of my life in order yeah. to get there. That's people either want to teleport there from position A to position Z or they see how many steps that it takes and they just see it think it's so daunting that it's not worth the time yeah we have this instant gratification mentality mm -hmm. that says if i can't have it today or tomorrow or real quickly then there's either something wrong with me mm -hmm. or it's not worth pursuing yep. i want to be a navy seal but i'm not willing to run a mile yeah <laughs> there's something like fundamentally wrong with that equation <laughs> right <laughs> that's avoiding boot camp yeah <laughs> all the swimming and everything else involved well you know that trite statement you know the journey of a thousand miles begins with a the first step a first step yep and and it's trite of course but it's true absolutely the key thing to remember the key principle here to remember is there's always a next step yes you never need to remain frozen yes and that next step could very well be, even if it's a small step, even if it's just to reach out and call someone and talk about your idea, just mm -hmm. to talk to them about it, mm -hmm. might be pivoting a new discovery. Yeah. That next step could just be journaling about your idea. Yeah. That's a small step. Yeah. In the equation of things, it might not be the breakthrough, but it very well may give you a great idea yep. or something that can inspire your, your next step after that. Yeah, next step could be very, very simple. I completely agree. I think it could be simple as talking it out, speaking it out. I mean, if we honestly do believe in our faith, that there's something powerful about the words that we use, there's, there's something that comes out of the fact that we could declare something or proclaim something, that we can go out and talk to friends and say, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know how far I'm going to take it, but this is what I'm going to do. And just you speaking it out, I think there's something powerful behind that. That's you're, you're almost creating accountability around you even when you do because your friends, the next time you'll see them, they're going to ask you, how's that going? Yeah, and you taking that one simple step and saying, I'm going to do this will actually create something around you. It doesn't have to be complicated. It could be speaking it out. Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, the example of Twitter. Mm -hmm. yes <laughs> you know <laughs> and when your friends start text messaging you and harassing you there was one small step get on twitter and update your profile <laughs> and armin you did it congratulations thank you thank you <laughs> all right so no, so that's principle number two there's always a next step a next step that can get you closer to your goal three is look for uncertainty and then test it you know, we can spend so much time worried about what we don't know and whether it's going to work and all the risks that we just get deflated by it but instead write down all the things that you don't know find the one that you think that's the greatest thing that i don't know about that's the one that's going to give me the hardest trouble and then find the cheapest and the fastest way to test that idea mm. i like that i was visiting with ryan today and over lunch and he's got a great new idea but there's some uncertainty to it 
So we talked about that. Ryan, Ryan is Ryan was son. my son. Yes, yeah, just want yes. to clarify. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And there's some uncertainty about it. So we talked about this idea, this principle of saying, let's identify the areas of uncertainty. Hmm. Now, what's the cheapest and fastest way you can test it? Right. Because we might think that the only way you can test something is by actually building it or by jumping into it. And mm -hmm. then you've got all the investment of time mm -hmm. and all the investment of cost mm -hmm. and then all your psychological investment that you may not be willing to back up and change it. Mm -hmm. And then you don't even know if it's going to work or not. Right. So find the way that you can just test and keep testing. Mm. And when it comes to something where the outcome is uncertain, invest slowly. Mm. You don't want to invest quickly there. That's where you want to test. Test, then invest. Can you give an example of a good test? Because I, I actually want to... Because I, I get opportunities coming my way all the time, right? So do you. So does Ryan. Um, so how do we test something? Well, it could be very simply just outlining your idea and putting it on paper and putting it in front of somebody or creating a presentation about it. Okay. It doesn't take long to do that. You can walk through it. In Ryan's case, he's thinking about an application that he wants to build. Hmm. But instead of building the application, build a paper version of the application itself. Right. Then show that to people. Okay. Say, how would you use this? Yep. You know, how would that work? Would you buy this? Would you download this? Yeah. Even if it was free. Right. Yep. And and what's interesting about that is that you want to not only test the idea with other people, but you want to be testing yourself as well. Yeah. So you're going to get feedback from others, but you'll also find out, oh, am I losing energy over this? Or is this moving in a direction what, what everybody wants is not what I want to give them? Mm. You know, and yeah. then you have, to, you know, have to wrestle through that. Yeah. But it's a great way for you to test the sustainability of an idea, even for yourself, mm. is to start that next thing. Basically, what you're doing is you're just basically creating a prototype. You're creating a straw man, mm -hmm. some way for somebody to react to something. And the cheaper, cheapest you can make that straw and right. the fastest you can get it out there hmm. just to show people and get some reaction to it, the, the more you will be able to reduce your level of uncertainty. Then you can take the next step. Maybe your straw man becomes a wood man you know, <laughs> and becomes something a little bit more concrete. I like that. Go. That makes a lot of sense. So that's step number three. Look for uncertainty, then test it. And step number four, or not step, but principle number four is to seize present opportunities because they're always there. You know, there's, there's always something, not only that you can do in terms of a next step, but there's an opportunity that you can seize, and we just may not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. We talked about this before in one of the earlier episodes, where Ephesians 5.15 talks about making the most of every opportunity, doesn't say make the most opportunities. Right. And that's a challenge, I think, for us to open up our eyes to the fact that God provides the opportunities that we can already live to. We just need to seize them. And the best way to discover them is by practicing gratitude. Yeah. That's another thing we talked about in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, it was. There's something about gratitude that opens that up. Now, since the time that we had that podcast where we talked about gratitude, I read some research yeah. about gratitude and those practicing it on a daily basis versus on a weekly basis. Now, who do you think actually had more gratitude, those that practiced it weekly or those that practiced it daily? If I had to guess, I would say daily, just because you're practicing it more often. Intuitively, you would say daily. Yeah. What ends up happening, at least in the study that was conducted, hmm. was that those who practice it daily are looking for things that they can be grateful for. They're having to look deeper, and so they're looking for things that aren't as meaningful to them. Hmm. Those that practice it weekly see the more meaningful things that come through the week, and they're not being thankful for finding a parking place hmm. or 
getting up before the alarm goes off. They're being thankful for something that's much more substantive during the week. Mm. So maybe the lesson in all of this for us is to identify a thing that we can be thankful for and make it the theme of gratitude for the week. Mm. So that you're being grateful every day, but it's over something more substantive in your life. Mm. And that, I think, can bring some new opportunities. I love that, yeah. I think it's a, that sounds like an episode we should do, to be honest. Another gratitude episode? Well, I don't think, did we do a full ep- at gratitude episode? I think we just briefly talked about it. <laughs> All right, well, well, we should do, we should maybe do something on gratitude. That would be good. Yeah, we could bring up some research about gratitude. That would be Power helpful. of gratitude. So, so number four is to seize your present opportunities because they're there. One of the best ways to do that is to make gratitude a theme for your week and see how that might unfold your ability to see those. The final principle is to restructure your habits. We all get into the way in which we work, our daily habits, and sometimes we get this new pursuit that we want to pursue, and we don't know how to, how to make a change to accommodate it. And there are things where we have to decide, you know, some things are going to be put on hold. I'm not going to watch Downton Abbey uh, anymore. <laughs> no, oh, not <laughs> no. Downton. No. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to put, I'm going to set that aside. Or in my case, I realized I needed to make some adjustments. So I'm moving some things that I normally have in my morning routine to my evening routine. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a good shift or not. Yeah. But again, to test it, I'm making that shift in order to do that and see if I can move some of the things that I need to jump on right away mm. as early in my day as possible. Yeah. So moving some things around, if we are going to be the kind of people who take Madame Curie's uh, words at heart, that this is something we're gifted for and we, it must be attained, mm-hmm. if we're going to have that kind of energy toward it, mm-hmm. then we have to be willing to change the structure of what we do. Right. I would add one thing to that. Mm-hmm is knowing what parts of your structure you would like to change or consider changing ever. There are certain aspects of routines that I think are part of the structure because they are in exactly the place that they should be. So morning routines, if there's your morning prayer, your morning devotional, that you don't look at emails, you whatever. There's certain things that you start your day, you've got it down. You know that's something that you shouldn't change. Right. Um, at the end of the night, you know that's when you journal. And there's certain aspects of structure that, that are, are fixed. Yep. And non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing if you're like me, most of your fixed things in your day don't take up that much time probably during not. your day. Right. The, the non-negotiable things generally are not the ones that you could reclaim a lot of time from anyway. Yep. It's after you go through your non-negotiable things right at the very beginning of the day, usually, yep. and at the end of the day. Exactly. That you have all this time that is largely either unstructured mm-hmm. or inappropriately structured. Mm-hmm. Now think about trying to, I have a garage that reminds me of this. I've got so many things in bins yeah. that barely can get the lids on the bins anymore. <laughs> now I know that I don't need to go out and buy more bins, <laughs> right? If I just take the bins that are there, organize them a little bit, I can, yeah. I can get more in. Probably. But it's because they're not arranged well. Mm. And so the bins are not efficient. Mm. And if you think about our lives, and many times that's how we are as well. Yeah. So if we think about, and we really want to seize this new beginning, we can't be complaining that we don't have time. Mm-hmm. 
It's that we're not using our time efficiently. We're not thinking about how we arrange it in a way that mm-hmm. says, that new beginning is important enough to me that I'm going to arrange my day in order to take advantage of it. I love that. So that's the fifth thing, restructure your habits and you know, evaluate your use of time and reevaluate it. You might find some things start working as you get early into your next great beginning. You might have to shift some things around as you go down the road. If we get too rigid, mm-hmm. the structure itself becomes imposing. Preach it. Yeah, so that's what we want to want to be careful of. You are the lord of your own structure here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So recapping here in principles where you're not lacking resources the end can inspire you but there's always a next step look for the uncertainty and test it seize your present opportunities and restructure your habits we need to move all this into a challenge that's right let's do this all right we're trying to keep it simple we're trying to keep it easy something that you can do right now or tomorrow as early as you want so simple challenges write down your next step and do it. I think mean, we're just becoming a Nike commercial. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I should stick to this. Well, I hope that in, in thinking about this as thinking about your own next beginning, that an evident next step has come up for you. Yes. There is something, this nagging thing. I know that I've just keep putting it off. And what is it going to take for you to just do it? Yep. And again, so it is. Yeah. And it could again be something as simple as telling people that you're going take it out of your head and speak it out of your mouth that is an actual step that you can take it's tangible yep. it's simple and you, i mean you're if if you're listening to this and your wife is next to you pause the podcast look at her and tell her or your husband i'll tell you what if there's somebody in your life that truly loves you that truly wants to see you get into your next great beginning and you have no idea what your next step is then your next step is to ask them that's right because they probably have a pretty clear idea of yeah. why you're stuck you know, if you just do this, you'd probably learn a lot. Yeah. And maybe a great way to do it is just to go get some advice from those that love you. Well, that's all the time that we have for this episode. I hope that you found it inspirational and helpful. And if so, would you leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and, and let your friends know. You can find us on iTunes at reinventure.me slash iTunes or on Stitcher at reinventure.me slash Stitcher. Of course, we'd love to get your questions, your comments, your emails. Uh, you can Contact us at reinventure.me or call 612-314-5447. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash reinventureme. And Armina Saadi is now on Twitter. (laughs) Of course, I'm on Twitter as well. So we love to connect with you in any way possible. So Larry Gates and Armina Saadi saying adieu. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.